SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. They have a worse record than the Texas Rangers. They have a worse record than the Seattle Mariners. You couldn't name me two players on the Seattle Mariners. You couldn't name me three on the Texas Rangers. And the Angels with Otani, with Pujols up until this past week, with Rendon, with Mike Trout, with Joe Madden as their manager, have a worse record than those teams. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate on this beautiful Friday, May 14th morning. Uh, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Email, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well on an Opposite Picks Friday. Well, let the NHL playoffs begin tomorrow. Uh, Royal flush. Colorado's crowned king. Spurs win for losing. Sir Albert is free. NBA playoffs are set, sort of. That foul stinks. Bad beat watch in Chicago. Wetzel Black Cloud does in the Stankies. Uh, eight is enough in New York. And, of course, Opposite Picks. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets. Again, right here on a Friday, May 14th. What's up, LLs? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, Friday morning? Hopefully uh, getting your uh, day and uh, maybe an early weekend started. We've got some uh, stuff to get to today, as always. We have our opposite picks. We'll review how we did yesterday on that. Check out the NBA scene as we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Playoffs actually get underway uh, tomorrow. Uh, I was going to say tonight, but tomorrow in the NHL as uh, we have all our teams set. Uh, and all the seedings are, are set as well. We actually still have some regular season games, as crazy as that is, as we spoke about yesterday. Uh, and we got some baseball news to get to uh, as well, as we had a Mike Trout-like performance yesterday. Who's got the easiest schedule? We review the uh, the NFL schedule that came out the other day. Just another quick little peek at it. A couple little quirks that, that were adding to the things that we mentioned yesterday. Uh, so we'll get to it all. Uh, right here on an Opposite Picks uh, Friday. We'll start with uh, the aforementioned name of the show, Opposite Picks. How did we do yesterday, you ask, as we try and uh, win a couple of shekels for the boys in Vegas and FanDuel? Well, let us see. Let us see how we die. I honestly don't know. Uh, you know, there's so many things going on. Sometimes I forget to check. Uh, Atlanta plus 12 and a half against uh, the Orlando Magic. God, that Magic team just absolutely blows. Just absolutely stinks. They lose by uh, 23 uh, it was a 13-point game after. You you covered the spread after the first quarter, let alone the entire game. Yeah, that Orlando just stinks. So, But, you know, opposite is opposite. You have to, you know, <clears throat> go the way the full route. Uh, Philadelphia minus one and a half. That was a loser. Did love Miami last night. You actually got Embiid and Simmons both playing for the 76ers, and they still got their butt kicked. Uh, a weird little thing that happened in this game that we'll get to here in a second. But this Miami Heat team, uh, they're now 11-3 and three their last 14 games. 
12 and 2 against the spread in that span. Uh, they're starting to send the message that the Heat are back to where they were last year when they went to the NBA Finals and took the Lakers, surprisingly enough, to six games. Uh, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, just getting underway in this uh, hour number one of our little two hour extravaganza on this Friday morning. Uh, just going over some of the opposite picks from yesterday. So we lose with Orlando, lose with the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, do win with the hook with San Antonio. They lost by four, they were getting four and a half. So that was a winner. Uh, Denver, we got a bit of a break, but they still covered the spread. Uh, as it turned out, uh, Michael Porter Jr. did not play for the Nuggets. They were a six-point favorite. That line dropped down to two. I can only go by what the number was when we did the opposite pick. So we were laying Denver with six, and lo and behold, they won anyway. They, they covered the number. So surprised and impressed at the same time with the Denver Nuggets last night because really Porter Jr. has been terrific. So uh, that was the winner going opposite. And then uh, Portland last night plus the five and a half. Uh, that was a nice winner as they only lost by one. We'll get to that game, close game. And then, uh, you know, we took a goofy flyer, uh, you know, with the L.A. Queens. And uh, lo and behold, they got whacked last night. So that was a loser. So um, we uh, go one and one, two and one. Three and one, three and two, three and three. Yeah, there you go. A nice uh, three and three to, to balance everyone out. So all the people that play with their real picks uh, did well, and then the people that did with the opposite picks did uh, well as well, or at least well enough that uh, they didn't lose. So there you go. And we got another seven-pack of games for you later on tonight. It's kind of a smorgasbord of the worst teams in the NBA uh, that are on the schedule tonight. Boy, you, you got some monster odds in the NBA later on tonight. We'll get into that, but uh, – you talk about some of the worst teams, or really all of them, the, the, just the absolute worst. Last night, good win by the Knicks. We'll start there. Uh, super win by the Suns. But I will tell you, they got real lucky last night if you saw the end of that game. They called a foul. That sent Devin Booker to the free throw line with two seconds left, two sec, two point three or two point four, something goofy like that. He wasn't even fouled. You know, I, I'm guessing I did not stay up until two o'clock in the morning since I get up at four to do the show or really three forty five. Um, but I'm guessing that Portland didn't have any challenges left. So, and that's the danger. You know, we talk about it all the time. These dopey coaches in the NBA, they use these challenges like they have 20 of them on meaningless plays in the first, second, even third quarter. And uh, th there's a foul that no doubt would have been overturned. He wasn't even, he just, he jumped off balance and fell to the floor and they called a foul. He hits two free throws and the Suns win by one. Brutal. All right, opposite picks just getting underway. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here comes Chris Paul having trouble with it right here. Covington meets him. Couple screens. Switch on D. Powell with the shot by Paul over Powell is in. Suns out of timeouts. Here they go. It's Booker on the fly at the line off balance and a foul. Terrific free throw shooter. Here's Booker. Tonight, six of six from the line, 16 points. One point lead for the Phoenix Suns and two big free throws by Booker. Here comes. Covington's pass on the fly and off on the shot by McCollum. 
and the Phoenix Suns hold on and win it by a point. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, yo, TNT with the call as the Suns do win at 118 to 117 in a game that actually goes under. Unbelievable. 118, 235 points, and it goes under by two as the total was 237. Man, these totals are just out of control. Just out of control. It's it's tough uh, betting it over in an NBA game that, that with those kind of crazy numbers. And last night was a good example of how you had some high-scoring games, you know, traditionally, and yet they still went under, and, and that was an example. Over-unders last night, we usually wait till later on, but over-unders, I did 1-7-1 last night. 1-7-1. For the week, 12 overs, 20 unders. Uh, and it's not because the scoring has stopped. Now, that's not it. It's because, you know what, the totals are just so crazily high. Favorites last night in the NBA went 9-0, and but only 5-4 and against the spread. You had a favorite in the Phoenix Suns that laid two. This happens a handful of times. Uh, Two-point favorite, they win the game, and they don't cover. Oh, that's a killer. That's a killer. You needed Booker to make uh, one of those two free throws, send the game to overtime. But he hits both, and they win by one, as I tell you. Um, you know, an awful call there. They're just a brutal call. That was not a foul. It just falls to the floor. Off-balance, man. Unbelievable. So, uh, NBA Scott Wetzel, and by the way, just getting underway here, hour number one of our little uh, two-hour extravaganza, as we always do. Let's check out the NBA, see what we got. We got a bad beat watch in the NBA. We'll get to here uh, in a little bit. You had a couple things basically work themselves out uh, standings-wise and who's in and who's out. Uh, the Washington Wiz, not quite in yet as the Chicago Bulls beat the Toronto Raptors uh, by 12. They cover the 10.5-point spread, so the Bulls mathematically alive. They're two back with two to play. They would obviously have to win two, and the Wizards lose two in order for them to get in. Could happen. You never know. Uh, but uh, that still has one spot left. Seedings, you know, um, you know, have to be figured out. Celtics didn't play last night. Hornets didn't play. Pacers uh, did play, and they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. So they are in the number nine slot. Over in the West, uh, that's where it's really interesting, just because you have the Lakers and you have, um, you know, Steph Curry with Golden State. Lakers, with Portland's loss, that drops their lead over the Lakers, and they do hold the tiebreaker over L.A., but that drops their lead to a half a game. They got one more win. Then you got Golden State and Memphis after the Lakers at 37 and 33. They actually face each other Sunday. Even though there are two games left, the winner of that game would get the number eight seed because the winner would hold the tiebreaker. So even if, you know, Golden State lost their other game and Memphis won, that would still put them in a tie. So the team that won Sunday would end up holding a tiebreaker. So the other game is, is meaningless. Uh, and it's big. You know, you may be saying originally you're thinking like, well, why would I want the number eight seed? Because I got to face the Lakers then. Well, because you get two bullets. If you get the number eight seed, you face the Lakers, yes, in that playing game. But if you lose, then you get the winner of the 9-10 game. If you get the nine slot right now, you don't face the Lakers in the first playing game, yes, but you only get one shot at it. You know, you lose that 9-10 game, you're out. You lose the 7-8 game, you still could beat the 9-10 winner. So you're better off getting the 8 spot, take your chances that maybe just maybe you can beat the Lakers. 
Um, so that's why that that's big. And then San Antonio clinched the final number 10 spot. As uh, even though they they lost to the Knicks last night, uh, the Queens lost to to Memphis. I'm I'm surprised at that. They played well. They had a chance. They actually took the lead in the fourth quarter, uh, but they end up losing. So they're eliminated. So the ten teams are set. And again, it's just a matter of uh, who's facing who in the uh, the playing scenario. So check it out. Some of the scores yesterday. It was a tough day. All the favorites won. Every one of them. Uh, but again, only five of them uh, actually covered. Clippers blow out the Hornets, 113-110. Uh, Paul George, 20 points. Uh, that, that was basically a blowout from the third quarter on. Close game at the half with the Clippers, uh, who are very quietly playing some pretty good ball. Uh, they have had a monster under run as well. So that tells me that they're playing playoff basketball. They are 11-1-1 under. Their last 13 games. You know, we do a segment, second hour, where we give out some of the trends of the teams. And uh, I, I missed that one. I got to tell you, I usually keep a pretty good eye on these things. And uh, I did not notice that they had that many unders uh, basically in a row 11, 1, and 1. Uh, and then after last night's under 12, 1, and 1, actually. So that to me means that they're they're getting into the mode. They've won 19 of their last 24, they're 16 and 8 against the spread. You know, it's one of those, it sounds crazy to say, because you got Kawhi and you got Paul George there, but they underachieved a little bit this year. You know, they're not going to get the number one or number two seed. They're, they're looking at probably getting the number three seed, which at the beginning of the year, you know, maybe even the number four seed, depending on what happens, uh, you know, with Denver. They only got a one-game lead over Denver. Um, you know, the expectations were a little higher than that. Everyone's talking Utah. Everyone's talking Phoenix. Everyone's talking L.A. Lakers. You got the Nuggets without Jamal Murray getting some limelight. You got Dallas for lesser reasons because they're so disappointing this year. Um, you know, stealing some. It, it, the Clippers are kind of just like there. So, but they're playing pretty good ball. So be be careful with them uh, come playoff time. I don't hear anybody saying that they're going to win it all. Um, it's more like Lakers stuff or anti-Utah or anti-Phoenix stuff. Bucks blow out the Pacers, 142-133. Greek Freak was really not Greek, 40 points. Uh, good win for Milwaukee, bad loss for the Pacers, and that they really could have used that win. Standings-wise, Hawks blow out the Magic. God, Orlando is just brutal. Just brutal. Uh, you know, we play them all the time with our opposite picks. But Janovic with 27 for the Hawks, who win it by uh, 23, 116 to 93, as I mentioned before. Uh, they led by uh, 13 uh, after one quarter, 20 at the half. The ball game is over. Oh, that, that Magic team just blows. Heat was our best bet yesterday uh, with our premium guys with the podcast crew. Uh, did love them. As it turned out, Embiid and Simmons both played, and the Heat still won. 106.94. So that Miami team is rolling into form. Simmons uh, had only eight points and Bede had only six. He played 25 minutes. Simmons played 26. It was a blowout second half. They just sat him because they got a game later on tonight. So always a key when you got games back to back. You know, if you get down in the fourth quarter early on, uh, there's a tendency to rest your star players. Little added bonus, and we've seen a ton of comebacks in the fourth quarter. But when you have a game the next day, you know the, the head coach generally calls off the dogs pretty early. Uh, Butler had 21 to lead all scores for uh, Miami, which uh, again, you know, three straight wins now. They they beat the Celtics twice back to back on the road. And uh, now Philadelphia. And now the lead for the 76 And Boy, nobody seems to want that number one seed in the East. 76ers lead over the Nets is now down to one. 
with two games left. They're 47 and 23, and the Nets are one back, and the Milwaukee Bucks are uh, two back. And there are the Heat just sitting in the number five spot at 39 and 31, uh, tied with the Knicks, but they get the head to head tiebreaker. Dangerous team, obviously, to face come playoff time. So, Heat cover, game goes under. Knicks win. They don't cover the four and a half, maybe even five. You may have gotten later on. They were down. They were up. And then they were down the you know, 13 points. Um, Alec Burks, 30 points for the Knicks, 10 rebounds as well. He carried them to the victory. Nice job there. Bulls win by 12. They get the cover. Game goes under. Grizzlies eliminate the Kings, 116 to 110. Again, disappointed there. And uh, Denver surprised Minnesota. I say surprised because no Michael Porter. They win 114 to 103. I thought we were lucky with our pick on uh, Minnesota yesterday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hitting two on, nobody out with Bo Bichette up. And he lines the ball into right center field. And this one is getting to the fence. Jansen in to score. Simeon around third. He will score. It's a two-run double for Bichette, and it is 6-4 Blue Jays. 3-2, and Biggio hits it to deep right field, and it'll be off the wall on the fly. And at second base is Biggio with yet another RBI double. It's now 7-4. They're on the verge of... Sweeping the Braves all six games. And a fastball right down the middle at 99 to finish it. Blue Jays Radio Network with the call there as the uh, Braves lose the battle, but maybe they win the war. Yeah, they did get swept by uh, Toronto, losing 8-4 yesterday. But uh, Kuna, who tripped over the first base bag, uh, you know, looks like he's going to be okay. He just uh, had to be helped off the field. Uh, looked maybe a little worse than what uh, it may end up being. But, uh, you know, that, that's tricky when you're trying to beat out an infield hit and you just kind of step the wrong way, which is what happened with him. Ankle gave out, and boom, down he went. And, uh, you know, all the Atlanta Brave fans had to hold their collective breaths, but uh, was able to uh, limp off the field. So that looks like it's a good thing. I'm sure he'll undergo MRIs and everything else today. But they do lose, and that's the bottom line. They get swept at home by Toronto. And keep on waiting for this Braves team to kind of turn it on and, uh, you know, they better be careful with the Mets playing as good as they are, seven straight wins. Braves now four back, three games under 500 at 17 and 20. It's still a long, obviously, long, long, long ways to go, but you just don't want to fall that far behind, um, you know, because the Mets, one thing the Mets have if uh, DeGrom comes back is a guy that can stop those long losing streaks. You know, you, if you have a pitching staff that doesn't have a big-time ace like he is, even though he is a bit overrated, um, then okay, you can see a you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten game losing streak down the, the pipe. But when you have guys like that, 
uh, that are asked to step up and stop, you know, three or four game losing streaks before they get out of control. A little hard to catch uh, clubs uh, like that. Baseball yesterday you had abbreviated schedule, a lot of afternoon games, a lot of afternoon games, uh, you know, two days in a row, the two getaway days. Uh, Blue Jays did beat the Braves eight to four. Nats over the Phillies five to one. Schwarber another home run. He's been on fire a bit. Uh, um, as uh, the Nats uh, win it as uh, six hits for the Phillies. Wow, just uh, the lack of hits around baseball. Tigers beat the Royals again. 11 straight for Kansas City. They get swept by Detroit, no less. I mean, you talk about hitting rock bottom. Wow. 16 and 20. This team was 16 and 9, flying high with the best record in baseball. Their pitching staff stinks. I mean, it is just beyond bad. They just can't get anybody out. I mean, you get swept by the Tigers. Wow. We're going to put the official black cloud. You know, we have great streak here. Winners bet with streaks. Losers bet against streaks. I couldn't pull the trigger on uh, putting the Tigers in. It's funny. You know, it is amazing. As soon as we stop playing the Tigers in our uh, play always against, you know, or play, play always on, as soon as we stop, the Tigers start winning. You know, they won a game against the Red Sox. Uh, they've taken three straight here against, uh, you know, Kansas City, albeit, at, you know, pick them slight underdog. But, you know, 11 straight, we're going to go against Kansas City when we do our picks later on today. You watch, they win. Uh, you, you just watch. It's the, the classic, like, as soon as I start playing against them, uh, they'll win. But they got a tough doubleheader against the White Sox this afternoon. Cardinals blank the Brewers 2-0. Flaherty 7-0. ERA at 2.47. He should have won the Cy Young a couple of years ago. He got screwed by DeGrom. <clears throat> really by the voters. Don't blame DeGrom. But um, he's your best pitcher in, uh, in baseball right now at 7-0. White Sox, speaking of which, speak the Twinkies 4-2. They've won six in a row. So you got the Mets winning seven in a row. You got the White Sox winning six in a row. And you got the Royals losing 11 in a row. Got some pretty decent streaks going in Major League Baseball. Giants over the Pirates 3-1. A Pittsburgh team is turning into the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is kind of the team we thought that we were going to get at the beginning of the year. Devil Dogs beat up the Stankies 9-1. to uh, Rich Hill strikes out 9. Wow. Uh, Yanks held to 5 hits. Uh, Red Sox run over the A's 8-1, to so they take one game of that three-game series, avoiding the sweep. Uh, they led that one from start to finish, 7-0. Sean Maniah couldn't get out of the third inning. You know, hit them uh, member recently, but uh, not last night. That's for darn sure. Astros rallied to beat the Rangers. Fudge, we had Texas as part of our plays. Uh, Astros win at 4-3 to three in 11 innings. Rockies all over the Reds. We did have Colorado yesterday, 13-8. to eight. Uh, ho- uh, Josh Fuentes homers for the second straight time. Um, seven shutout innings from uh, Chichi Gonzalez, and yet the game still has 21 runs. <laughs> There's a game in Colorado for you. Starting pitcher throws. Is that true? I mean, that, that can't be, right? I'm seeing that in the storyline here. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati scored eight in the eighth inning. Boy, you're cruising there. You know, you're, you're holding on. Uh, Colorado scores three in the first. They put five on the board in the fourth. You think the game's going to sail way over. Then uh, one in the fifth and one in the sixth. You're at 10 nothing. Uh, you think the thing is going to sail way over. I think the line was 10 and a half. And you get through the seventh, nothing. You're holding on for dear life. And then Cincinnati puts eight on the board to make it 10 8. And then Colorado scores three in the bottom of the eighth, and there's your final 13 to eight. So you get a starting pitcher who throws seven shutout innings, and the game still has 21 runs. 
Welcome to baseball in Colorado. Amazing. That, that That's kind of funny. What was the over? Well, you had 10 runs, so the in-game live probably was around 12, 13, 14, but interesting. Uh, Fish, the Marlins beat the Diamondbacks 5-1 to one in Arizona. Uh, let's see. And uh, the Indians beat the Mariners 4-2. to two. Zach Plesak with a no-hitter. Uh, he lost it in the eighth inning. And the uh, Mariners did bring up um, the, the rookie. He went 0-4 for 4 with a Mike Trout-like uh, performance, 0-4 for 4 with, uh, six, or with uh, a strikeout. So um, uh, Jared Kelnick uh, for Seattle. He was called up, though. But, again, 0-4 for 4 with a K. Plesak loses no-hitter, but uh, Cleveland does get the victory 4-2. to two. And no LA Angels uh, last night, so we can't uh, look for our Mike Trout uh, bashing today. So our overall scheme of things, as we look at the uh, uh, the plays, baseball yesterday favorites, or excuse me, home teams went 7-5, 3-8-1 uh, unders and overs. Uh, only three overs, eight unders, and one push. Again, after a couple of weeks run, literally two weeks, we had a decent number of overs. It's gone back to heavy unders. 13 overs this week, 31 unders with three pushes. That is, uh, if I do my math correct, 18 games. There are 18 more unders this week than overs. And it's not, again, unlike with the NBA, it's not because... They've raised the numbers, although they have. It's it's gone back to just no hitting um, for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know why we'd have a two week period, but did we have a shutout yesterday? I don't think we had a shutout. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, Cardinals and Brewers. Cardinals two nothing over Milwaukee. How many teams scored one run or less? One, two. I don't know why I'm fascinated with this, but I like looking at this stuff. Three, four, five, six. Six out of one, two, three, four, five. How many games? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All right, so out of 24 teams, six scored one run or less. How many two runs or less? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Oh, not quite half, but nine out of 24 teams scored two runs or less. That is just amazing. Uh, how many had 10 hits or more, Scott, you ask? Glad you asked because I like uh, following this up. One, two, three out of 24 teams, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The Rocky game, that shouldn't even count. Nine, nine. Eh, not too, too bad. But 10 is like usually the benchmark uh, you know, for team, it's, it's you know, runs, yes. Scoring, getting 10 hits is like scoring four runs. You know, most teams will do three and a half, four runs. You know, that it's kind of the, the equivalent for base hits. And yet only nine last night. Seattle got, I don't know how these teams are scoring, but they are. Seattle got two runs on two hits. Texas got three runs on four hits. That's the bizarre thing. You know, you're getting teams that are scoring some, uh, Twinkies got two runs on five hits. You know, you, you wouldn't think that these teams, Atlanta got four runs on six hits. So even the teams are somehow getting some run. I, I, I've been preaching this, you know, and I'll, and I'll continue to say it. Don't bet the over-unders, although the unders are coming in now, but, you know, you bet the run, hit, and error totals. 
you, you get a little bit more value. And, and those are great examples. You know, Atlanta with four runs, game goes over. Uh, now, it would have gone over, hits, runs, and errors, but just because Toronto put eight and 13 on the board. But they got four runs on six hits. I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, even, even getting two runs on five hits is amazing. Uh, the one I told you before, the Texas, three runs. Okay, you'd think they'd have about seven or eight hits, right? Four. Um, you know, Seattle got two runs. You'd think they would have, what, um, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hits, you know, two. <laughs> and it's very Baseball is very strange uh, this, this uh, year. Very, very, very weird. So uh, baseball, home team, seven and five, three, eight and one uh, with your over-unders. NBA, I told you. All the favorites won nine and zero straight up, five and four though against the spread. Over unders one seven and one, and then you only had three games on the ice. Uh, both favorites won. You had one game pick them, and uh, over under was two and one. So, and we'll take a look at the NHL because uh, we crowned our president's champ. As we get set for the NHL playoffs, I'll give you my predictions on who's going to win these opening series. That's all coming up in uh, a bad beat watch as well, right here. Ops picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And a foul is called on, on Haslam. And now Haslam's having words with Dwight Howard. I'm loving this right now. Oh, oh here we uh, go. Haslam pointing the finger may have made contact. He talked about his toughness before, Reggie. There is a sense of urgency to this game for both teams, although Miami has jumped in front with red-hot shooting. This is great because these two teams potentially could see one another in the second round. So, Udonis... In his only appearance of this regular season, plays a, a couple of minutes, hits two and shots. And was effective. Made, <laughs> yes, he was. Made two buckets as well as picked up that offensive foul on Maxi. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, TNT there with the call. I got to tell you, you know, I haven't noticed. I've I watched so many NBA games. You know, you're flipping the channels and stuff, and this, that, what have you. Sounds up, sounds down. Boy, Marv sounds old, doesn't he? Just looked it up. He's almost. He's going to be 80 next month. God bless him, right? 79 years old, 80 years old. He's still traveling all around the country, and so I don't know if they're going to the games because of the COVID stuff. But uh, he he did say he did sound old there, huh? Wow. Um, if he should ever hang him up, that would be like um, that would be a really passing. That that would be like the end of that era. But he he I don't know. Maybe he was just a little sick. Maybe he's got the flu or something, cold, whatever. But he did sound old in that highlight. Hey, this dopey Udonis Haslam. You know, I don't know how it's possible. Scott Wetzel, forty-two past the hour, hour number one of our uh, two-hour extravaganza. I don't know how it's possible you can have a guy on your team that is yet to play this year. And he's been on, not not like he was a recent signee, you know, 10-day signed contract. Udonis Haslam has been on the Miami Heat all year. You know, speaking of old, he's about 150. And last night was his first appearance in a game. So what happens? The mental small person? 
he gets kicked out. Plays a couple of minutes, actually scores a couple of buckets, and gets kicked out in that little altercation that you just heard. I mean, are you kidding me? You're playing for the first. You got a week left in the season. You're finally getting your ass off the bench. I don't know what it was about last night's game. It wasn't like it was a 40-point game. Now, it was a blowout. Miami was leading, but it wasn't like, you know, so crazy. Like, okay, you're finally going to play. Um, but for whatever reason, he got to play last night, and he's in the game for five minutes, literally, not even five, two minutes, in the second quarter, no less. It wasn't even, you know, in the fourth quarter when uh, the game was in, you know, no longer in doubt. We've seen a gazillion comebacks, right? Uh, And he gets kicked out of the game. Ah, what a mope. Unbelievable. So he gets four points. He actually had a plus three, plus minus rating, if that does anything for you. But that's eh, kind of funny. 106-94. Uh, Miami does win. And, again, like I said, they're, they're playing some good ball. They're a little dangerous, uh, despite what the Udonis Haslam did last night. Right now, they're tied with the Knicks. Knicks beat the Spurs. Both are 39-31. and 31. You know, you're trying to figure out what spot you'd rather be in. You know, I guess ultimately you'd rather be in the 4-5 because then you'd be playing more than likely Atlanta. Atlanta's 40-31. and 31. So the Knicks and Heat played one less game up until this point or half a game back. So you'd really want to avoid the 6 because the 6 in the first round of the playoffs would be the Milwaukee Bucks. You'd much, much rather face Atlanta or Miami if you're the Knicks or if you're the Heat. You'd rather face the Knicks or the Hawks or vice versa. Uh, so it actually is a halfway decent race to get to that number 5 spot or the number 4 spot. Uh, either one is, is, is fine. So, all right, bad beat watch. We like to do this, uh, you know, every day. We always pick a game or two that, you know, if you're on one side, you had to sweat it out when it looked like it was going to be an easy win. Now, it wasn't necessarily looking like it was going to be an easy win, but the Milwaukee Bucks last night, right, they're trying to hold off uh, the Nets and, and try and uh, take over a second or third, a first place in the East, trying to catch uh, Philadelphia. Uh, no doubt they probably saw the Philadelphia score, saw that they were losing. So Milwaukee realizes, okay, we got a chance to really gain a game here. So they're nine and a half point favorites at Indiana. Big number to lay on the road uh, going up against a team like the Pacers that are actually, you know, playing for something here. So fast forward due to time constraints, as we say, laying nine and a half. Bucks are up 10 with six minutes left after a Greek free free throw. 125 or 126 to 115, up 11 after he makes the first of two free throws. Misses the second. Okay. Middleton hits a three pointer. They go up 14, looking pretty good. 129, 115 with five minutes left. Greek Freak makes one of two free throws again. Uh, now they're up 15, 130, 115 with five minutes left. Starting to pull ahead. Okay. Beautiful. Perfect. Uh, have a chance to do up even further after a Justin Holiday miss for Indiana. Uh, unfortunately, Drew Holiday for the uh, Bucks throws the ball out of bounds. Thanks for nothing. Uh, Pacers miss another shot. Another chance for the Bucks to go up 17. Uh, Brooke Lopez turnover. Thanks for nothing. Their offensive foul, Brooke. Um, some dude, O'Shea Brissett. Who the fudge is that? For Indiana, hits a couple of free throws down to 13 with four minutes left. Three minutes left. O'Shea Brissett. Who is that? Who is? All right, let's see. Whenever I do this, I always have to stop and say, who is? All right, let's call Kevin Walsh. Who is uh, Brissett? 
Uh, he is, I know, Jacoby Brissett. Syracuse. I don't even remember him at Syracuse. Okay, good old O'Shea Brissett out of Syracuse. Uh, he's hitting uh, shots left and right now for the Indiana Pacers. Let's go back to our play-by-play page. So down 15 at one point. Uh, Pacers make it a little bit of a run, and they cut the deficit to 10. Um, well, your computer's got a mind of its own. All right, so three minutes left. Lay a nine and a half. And we have a uh, 10-point lead, 130-120. Brooke Lopez with a layup, pushes it to 12. TJ McConnell, jumper, brings it back, back down to 10. Oh, there's that guy O'Shea Brissett again, coming up big for the Pacers in the final minutes of a blowout game. A three-pointer cuts the lead to nine. We're laying nine and a half with 2.20 left. Come on, Greek freak. Live up to your Nigerian uh, heritage. Uh, makes a dunk shot, puts them up 11. Kalen Martin makes a three-pointer for the Pacers, brings it down to eight. Ugh, we're in trouble. Middleton hits a two-pointer. A minute left, they're up 10, 138-128. Oh, we got to sweat this one out. This is what we play for. Oh, the excitement, the thrill of knowing we're going to come down to the wire, the juice, the flow, the this, the that. This is why you play with the boys in Vegas. Uh, Brissette misses a three-pointer. Rebound, though. Brooke Lopez shooting foul with 40 seconds left. What are you doing fouling? Jakar Sampson. Who are these people? Two free throws. Where's Reggie Miller when you need him? Um, hits two free throws. Cuts the lead down to eight. Ah, uh, we're screwed. We're screwed. 40 seconds left. 138-130. Now, Indiana's got a foul, though, right? You would think they do. Drew Holiday coming up big for the first time in his life. Two free throws, 140, 130, 37 seconds left. We got to sweat out one possession, one stinking possession, I'm thinking. Uh, Kalen Martin, somehow or another, gets down the court in two seconds, throws up a three-pointer for Indiana, down 10. No good. Bucks ball. <laughs> Beautiful. We're up 10. Lay a nine and a half. 30 seconds left. What could possibly go wrong? We're kicking ourselves. We should have doubled the play. No, there's no way the Bucks were losing to the stinking Pacers, right? Brooke Lopez goes straight down the court. Does he pull out? Pardon the pun there. <clears throat> I mean, does he, like, you know, just pull away from the basket? <clears throat> and just, you know, run 24 seconds off the clock? No! This is the NBA. This is where we won points, points, and more points. Brooke Lopez goes to the bucket and dunks the ball. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. We're up 12 in the bag. 22 seconds left. Now, if the Pacers had any class whatsoever, they would just dribble the ball into the front court and just dribble out the final 22 seconds. We've seen that happen a thousand times. Why teams do it sometimes, others don't. I don't know, but we want them to do it this time. I mean, because at this point, the only thing that could kill us is a three-pointer. Because down 12, even if they hit a bucket, we're laying an eye and a half. That's a 10-point game. They're not going to foul. Ball game over. Bucks will win by 10. So we could have anything. They could run out the clock. They could take a two. They could kick the ball into the stands. They could do, they get some technical fouls. They could do whatever. The only thing that could kill us is a meaningless three pointer. And what are the chances of that happening? 
Justin Holiday gets the ball for the Pacers. Need I tell you what he does? Throws up a 29, not a two-pointer, not the uncontested dunk. No, can't do that. 29-foot step-back jumper, nothing but nets. 15 seconds left. They could foul. They're down nine. That means they could. They should know the point spread, you know. Perhaps they do because they don't foul. Final, Bucks 142, Pacers 133. Fudge. Unstinking believable. The only thing, just dribble out the clock, boys. Just dribble out the clock. You know, even if Brooke Lopez would have dribbled out the final 24 seconds and then handed the ball back to the Pacers with six seconds left down 10, they would have just dribbled out the final six seconds as well. We, we had a couple of bolts in the chamber, and both ways we lost. Man, a stinking Justin Holiday three-pointer, and they get the backdoor cover. How many points did Holiday he end up? Well, he ended up with, no, that's the wrong Holiday. Um, holiday over here. Well, he had 26 points, so it's not like he had only three, I must say. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. All right, then we got the over in the Cleveland or the uh, Chicago game. 216 against the Raptors. Looking pretty good. We need uh, 53 points in the fourth quarter. You know, not not great, not not horrible. It's, it's a typical NBA fourth quarter. That's all we need. Blowout game. You think we get a lot of points. Again, fast forward here due to time constraints, as we like to say. We'll bring it all the way down to the six-minute mark, fourth quarter. And uh, we have it as a 102-90 game. All right, so we still need 20-plus points. So the over-under is 116. I will right, we'll bring it down to the three-minute mark, 109.97. So we're at 106. We need 10 points in three minutes. Uh, that's, you know, in a garbage game. Now, although, actually, it's not too too garbage, semi-garbage, 12-point game. Uh, plenty of time, right? I mean, with 3.58 left, Bulls timeout, it's 109.97. We got four minutes to get 12 stinking points. Um, I mean, we're, we're actually uh, 11 stinking points, right? We're at 106. We need uh, 217. Fast forward to two minutes. We're still at 106. Fast forward to a minute and a half. We're still at 200 and, or 196. I'll let you know how things turned out when we come back. Opposite picks closing out hour number one on Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so we need 11 points. In four minutes. Now, you could probably count on one hand how many games in the NBA this year have had less than 11 points in four minutes, final four minutes of a game, right? I mean, it, it just, you know. So, 3.58 left, Bulls timeout. 
We're down to three minutes. Miss shot Zach Levine. Miss shot Kobe White. Miss shot Malachi Flynn. Miss shot Nicole Vukovic. Miss shot Flynn again. Uh, Kem Birch misses not one but two free throws. We're down to two minutes. We've gone two straight minutes with no scoring. Vukovic, two-point jumper, no good. Stanley Johnson, 30-foot three-pointer, no good. We're down to a minute 50. Defensive rebound, Bulls, no points. We're screwed. We still need 11 points. Unstinkable. The first game in NBA history that's going to go scoreless over the last 11 minutes. Zach Levine makes a three-pointer, pushes the lead up to 15. Birch makes a three-pointer 11 seconds later, makes it 112-100. Levine with a dunk shot, or a two-pointer anyway, uh, to make it 114-110, we've scored eight points in literally 28 seconds after going three minutes without any points. <laughs> We're going to hit it. We got a minute to get three points. Flynn, three-pointer, no good. Freddie Gillespie, two-pointer, 24 seconds left, no good. Gets his own rebound, puts it in, and he's fouled. 22 seconds left. Freddie Gillespie just hit the free throw, Freddie, and we're all going to go to Burger King afterwards. But good old Freddie misses the free throw. Chicago gets the ball. Do they throw up a shot like, uh, you know, uh, Toronto did? No. 114-102. We get the push. After all that's 10 points, not 11 in the final four minutes of the game. What a joke. Opposite picks. One hour to books, one to go. Sports good radio.